Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode 116 of Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. That's Trevor, and that's the stoner. And we've got a doozy of a, a show here for you, as you can see from our run of show. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, you can see it right there. If you're one of our audio listeners, we appreciate you. Uh, we're going to be talking about the chase young value here in the warm-up in just a little bit. We'll probably also touch a little bit on some of the news on the sale just very briefly because it's really an honor as far as that's concerned. Uh, then we're going to be grading the 2022 draft. That was Ron Rivera's first draft with the team. It's now been three seasons removed or four seasons removed really from that uh, draft. How did it go? And kind mm -hmm. of looking into the window to see what maybe we can learn from his draft earlier to uh, this draft. And then we're going to be doing a stoner mock draft. So last oh, week God. we all kind of got involved this week. We're giving oh, stoner God. the reins to do his choosing. Great. I'm going to do it right. And Don't then worry. we're going to mock him for his mock draft. So that's what's going to be coming up. As I mentioned, we're live every Wednesday here on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And then we go on your favorite audio platforms right over there. Our numbers have spiked on there, so I appreciate everybody who is listening to us on our, on your favorite audio platform. Uh, much, much appreciated. Uh, our warm-up here is brought to you by Don't Sleep Energy. Use the code REF the district, get yourself 10% off your entire order at don'tsleepenergy.com. Those are energy drinks. That's some good swag. Great people, local DMV company. Shop local when you can and stop drinking those, those other energy drinks. Yeah. Drink yourself some don't sleep energy. We've got a lot of people in the chat already. Jared, Michael, Joshua, uh, Tall is in the house, Doug in here, EP. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us here. Uh, let us know as we get into the second topic, which will be the one that's highlighted right now, which is the Chase Young value. What do you think Chase Young could bring back? Uh, but first, gentlemen, before we get to the Chase Young things, like I said, mm -hmm. I just really quick wanted to touch on some of the things that have been reported within like the last 24 hours Yeah, when it comes to the commander sale. So yesterday... It was kind of it was kind of being kicked around with the Bezos news, and you know we have Magic Johnson who's on the Harris Group. So, was there going to be any other names that were going to be with Bezos? And uh, it was put out McConaughey, who's a big fan of the team, not on there, and oh, nobody else really. It's going to be a Bezos only bid. He has the money. Why would he need anybody else to come in on this? Mm -hmm. uh, but then today, gentlemen. It's being reported Bezos isn't actually going to bid at all. Hmm. So that's uh, the most recent news. Real quick, 24 hours. Uh, our man AJ Perez, who we've had on the show before, kind of breaking down some of the things and kind of he seems to be under the notion that that at least his sources are telling him that there is some noise around the Bezos camp, mm -hmm. but whether or not he puts in a bid or not is completely unknown. And right. even AJ mentions that. Uh, Stone, we'll start with but, you on yeah. this. But is with all this kind of circulating, I know most of us are just done with it. We just want, yeah. we just need it to be done. What do you think about the the Bezos noise here in the last uh, 24 hours? Yeah, I think the somebody was reporting that he's definitely not putting in a bid. That was the latest. Mm -hmm. But... 
It's the exact same organization who yesterday put out the information that Bezos is putting in a bid. Yeah, and but without McConaughey and everybody, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who really cares? I know it is kind of getting pretty annoying at this point. I don't really care who buys the team. We we've been saying that forever. It's kind of fun to speculate. Is Bezos in? Is it Harris? Is it Stevie A from the the Greek Canadian? It it kind of it's fun to speculate a little bit, but in the end, we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes because another report today they had something about how how uh, interest rates, the high interest rates, are are causing issues, and of course, we saw a few days ago where they settled the team settled their issue with season ticket holders and how that's probably something that had to do with the sale upcoming to get that out of the way. Who knows? Let's just get this thing done. And I don't care who it is as long as it's not Dan. <laughs> yeah. Anybody but Dan, uh, yeah, man, man. A B D seems to be the, the mantra there. Uh, Trev, it, are you disappointed Bezos is uh, maybe out of the running or that this is maybe just still dragging on? Like, where, where do you stand with the Bezos? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like disappointed in the fact to where I don't want to be like, oh, man, if Bezos isn't going to do it, then we're screwed. No, nah, it's just that like the reports are suggesting that Dan Snyder is kind of waiting to see if Bezos is going to make a move or not. Mm-hmm. And then to come to find out a report came out saying that like Dan found out that Bezos did not own the editorial part of the Washington Post. So that's mm-hmm. why like Bezos can be accepting the bid and it's like he's gonna bid and he's not. I just want somebody to make a bid, Dan <laughs> Snyder to accept it and let's keep going. Like yeah I, this is my first experience going through a, a different ownership change. Yeah. Uh, it happened with Ron Rivera in Carolina and happened really fast according to reports, but I don't know the process of that. So maybe like somebody said on here, I think Nessa said it could be a negotiation tactic. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's my first time going through this, but at the same time, just get it done. At this point, as long as they're not a scumbag and they have money, I don't care who who buys it. Let's just get it over with because it's kind of halting a lot of things within the organization. I think Ron even said it, didn't he? Say it a little while back that everything is kind of at a standstill now. Yeah. After the after the EB hiring and all that. Yeah. They were like everything's kind of at a standstill until we get this thing taken care of. So whenever that happens, I think it's fair to say this: Harris has an offer. That's that's not even uh, that's a guaranteed. Rumor. That's yeah. that's magic uh, confirmed. Magic it. said so, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Confirmed yeah. it. So there is a bid there, and I think mm-hmm. it's fair to say that uh, Dan is not happy with the numbers, and he's just waiting for somebody to come in, Bezos, right. to come in with a higher bid. And that's all. I think that's all there is to it because he doesn't have a deadline. It's not like we have to do this by certain. He can drag it out for. 25 years if he wants. He doesn't have a mandate. So he just kind of makes you wonder how short is the Josh Harris group away from the $6 billion target that Dan Snyder has? Because reports Mm. come out saying that their bid is like close to 6 billion, but it's not exactly there. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 5.9 billion Mm -hmm. or maybe even 5.95 billion. I think, I think this is Dan Snyder penny pinching here. And, And there is a little bit of danger. I know that there's no time limit here. Um, but even AJ talks about this in a, in a Twitter thread. You can go out there and, and look it up. Uh, but he he mentions like the big threat because Dan doesn't have to sell. Like you said, Stoner, he does not have to at, at this, this point, point sell, yeah, sell this, this point. team. 
so he can hold on. But the danger is he has money on the table right now Mm -hmm. from the Harris bid. If he's waiting for Bezos or somebody else to hit that six billion, Harris could just pull out and you might not have anybody bidding Mm -hmm. for the team. And then mention there's a lot of people there who mentioned, uh, like Michael saying, uh, Bezos can buy the Seahawks uh, without all this mess. And 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 that's true, right? Like the, if Seattle ends up going on the market, now you have two teams and you can lose the the bidders going for your team to go to the to the next team. And so that is a, a legitimate concern. I do real quick want to uh, give a shout out to the reporters because the journalists who are covering this are doing a lot of work there. Uh, the news on Bezo being out comes from uh, Teddy Schleifer there from Puck News. And of course, AJ yeah. Perez from Front Office Sports has been doing a lot of coverage in this as well. So make sure you're, you're following them. Great, great team of journalists on both sides that are doing some of the work. So uh, go ahead and get in there and read their articles. Yes, Trev. So if you guys were in Dan Snyder's position, you know, selling a franchise, mm-hmm. would you do what he's doing and like, wait and see if you can get what you think the like it's worth. Or we just mm. accept the first bid after like a month and no one else's bid. Like, I'm not trying to take his side, but like, is this like a legit strategy? Like, do you think he's Absolutely. in the wrong for waiting for 6 billion or you think he's, he's just dumping? These so. guys have egos bigger than anything that we can totally comprehend. He wants to get the absolute biggest deal that he can, the most mm. valuable franchise in the history of sports. That's what it will be as far as the sale. Right. It'll be the, the the biggest sale in the history of sports. He wants that crown okay. and he wants to get it mm-hmm. at his price. And he and he has leverage. He's got the leverage of saying, I don't have to sell. I'm not yeah. being forced out at this point. So he has all the leverage. He can use time on his side. He can do whatever he wants, the negotiation tech. It's an ego thing. He just wants to have, he said. He went into it and he said, this is the number I want to get before I'm going to sell. So he's mm-hmm. waiting on that number. Gotcha. And he ain't selling until he gets it. I, would you would you sell it right now? If, like if like if Nathan said it was 5.9. Yeah. And you're asking, I no, mean, our, our, I pocket, I'm, our I'm pockets are, are much, our, our pockets would. aren't as deep as right. uh, as these guys. Yeah. So we, but if we I said 6 million? For 50 yeah. million. <laughs> billion, and somebody Seven, came to 5.9, 5. 5. you still say no. My number is 6 billion. There are other people out there who could possibly come in and give me what my number is. Wow. And mm. I and I'm waiting till I get because I can. Right. Because okay. I have that leverage. Right. It's not we can't comprehend. Like again, on our level, we're trying to sell a car. <laughs> we we want to sell it for two thousand yeah. dollars. And somebody comes in and they'll they'll offer seventeen hundred. Well, I'm desperate. Yeah. I need that money. So right. I'm gonna sell it for seven. He doesn't he doesn't He's need it desperate. right now. He's not desperate. Because once he gets five point nine six billion or whatever, he's he's set for life, and it doesn't matter. So yeah, he's got all the leverage in the world. He can do. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I I will say, you know, we've heard Ron talk about. We've talked directly with Jason here on the Mm -hmm. channel. Uh, Great interview. Check that one out. But talking with Jason and and hearing some of the other talk from like Ron and and some of the other members of the team, it kind of they kind of made it seem like this sale was very close. Mm-hmm. Right. There was there was that optimism like, hey, things are changing. We're moving. And there's doing things that are happening right now. Uh, you know, even behind the the scenes there with Jason yeah. with a couple like wink, wink, nudge, nudge things towards us to be like, yeah, this mm-hmm. is this is really happening. 
And then it seems like things have stalled out, and maybe that's all at Dan's, uh, you know, purview there. Who's I he's think, just again holding out for, like you said, Stoner, his six billion dollars. Yeah, and I think that other stuff is part of it as well. Just like we saw with the settlement of the uh, the case of the season ticket holders and the fine that they had to pay. I'm Much sure lower than I expected. I'm sure that they want to get stuff like that out of the way. And we still know there's like five or six more lawsuits against the team. That just doesn't go away when you sell the team. Somebody has to pay for it. Is Dan paying for it? Is the new owner paying for it? Get it settled, taken care of now. Wait till that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we can't comprehend on our level. But I think that's probably what's going on. And I think, like I said, I think Dan's just sitting there waiting for his number. Chilling. And at That's, a certain point, he might not get it, and he's still going to sell. Yeah, but potentially, as long as that May, yeah, is that or if he gets forced out, does he get less and all this other? Yeah, I th- I think that he's probably at least got that five point, you know, whatever billion dollar mm-hmm. thing on the table. So we'll we'll table this talk until we get more. Uh, holding out for their price was the uh, the Lions trading former number three overall pick to the Atlanta Falcons in exchange for the 2023 fifth round pick. That's number Mm. 159. This is a bit of a shock. I remember a lot of people liked, uh, I I liked him. uh, I loved coming out, right? Yeah. Loved him. You know, great coming out. Uh, He's had only two interceptions, 25 uh, games. And, you know, now he's on the move and it was already on the table. I think for a lot of people, whether or not this means Chase Young can be traded. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jeff, uh, oh, there being the the pick right after Chase Young. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what is it that we could potentially get back? We being Washington for Chase Young. What are you going to hold out for? If we were to bump our heads and wake up with the quote-unquote brilliant idea of trading Chase Young, <laughs> we would get in return, I think, at best, a third round. And here's why. Injury history. He's played in three seasons, one season. The reason why it'd be a third rounder and not anything higher or lower than that is because he was defensive rookie of the year, his, his obviously, rookie season. He had a good year. He had a great year. Yeah, it borderline well, eleven and a half sacks. Right, he was defensive rookie of the year. Okay. Yeah, but then he messed up his knee, and he has he's been sidelined for quite some time. Um, number two draft pick overall, the rookie of the year award helps his compensation when we get back. I think, but you take away the rookie of the year nod, probably a fifth rounder too, maybe a fourth rounder, just because he was a number two overall pick. And the position he plays might be more, you know, valuable and more, I don't know, important than a, you know what I mean? More than a cornerback. Cause if you don't have a pass rush and the cornerbacks don't really matter, pass yeah. rush and the cornerback. So yeah, second or third, nothing higher. I mean, third or fourth, nothing higher than a third though. Honestly, at this point in juncture, nothing higher. That would be, I mean, he's not worth a second round pick. I think in my opinion right now, just because of injuries. Yeah, there's I mean, a lot you, of questions. There, there are sure a lot of questions, but in that same regard, you, you had a 2018 top uh, overall pick traded just last year 
for much more than uh, than that. The Broncos traded uh, Bradley Chubb yeah. to the Dolphins for the Dolphins' first round pick and a running back, Chase Edmonds. Just- so, I mean, there are some differences there. I mean, mm-hmm. the uh, much, many more sacks. As far as Chubb's concerned, he had 12 his rookie year. We did not get defensive rookie of the year. Um, and then you have uh, seven and a half sacks, which matches the season high for uh, Chase Young there. But he had an injured 2019 where he only played four games. And he had an injured 2021 season. Right. He's where had, he only had, he's had seven. a lot of injuries. Yeah, exactly. so, so this is an injury prone linebacker defensive end depending on your your three four or or four three lineup but he's getting you know the value there and so i think this really comes down to for stoner i think this comes down to how the league views chase Mm, young yeah is he going to be back to that rookie of the defensive rookie of the year player or is he going to be washed now that he's had two uh, seasons or one season really washed uh, away by injury and another one on recovery. What do you think there, Stoner? Yeah, man. It, it's so if you're looking at from the other side, if you're the other teams in the league, what are you willing to give up for Chase Young? Are you really willing to give up a first rounder for no. him this year? No. There's no way. A no. second rounder? No way. No. I'm not even sure. I'm not even giving up a, a third rounder. Really? I don't. I don't think I'm giving up a third rounder for Chase Young. And then from Washington's side, what do you, what is the minimum you're going to accept? It's got to be a third rounder, right? Because if they lose him next year, if he balls out and he's, and he signs elsewhere, you get a third round comp. You get a third round comp pick. Yeah. So you won't take anything less than a third rounder. I I would think, but every, every team's different. Another name you, you mentioned Akuda and, and Chubb, but what about Roquan Smith? When he got traded from Chicago to Baltimore, he was in his fifth year, I believe. He was in his fifth-year extension. I mean, he was the eighth overall pick. And you know what they got for him? A fifth-rounder. A fifth-rounder for a pro bowler. Mm -hmm. And then Baltimore went and signed him to a huge deal, and he had an all-pro season last year in his first year there. So that's a fifth-rounder plus A.J. Klein, former Washington commander. Uh, AJ Klein. Uh, so yeah, didn't he, wasn't he on the practice squad for a couple weeks this past year? I think he was. So we got AJ Klein in a fifth rounder for Roquan Smith, who was in his fifth year. I mean, he was the fifth overall pick, right? So it's it's hard to figure out what's going on. I, I, it depends on leverage, I guess. I think Roquan wanted out, said, "I'm not signing a long term deal, so you better trade me." Or else I'm walking for nothing, or you know, a compensation pick, but yeah, a compensatory sure. pick, but still. I, I, I do. Look, okay. Go ahead, Trev. No, I was gonna say I just looked up the history of our third round picks, just in case you know. Mm-hmm. Back to fifteen, that was Matt Jones, running back out of Florida. Bust. Sixteen was Kendall Fuller. Good. Seventeen, maybe on Moreau. Eh, he started for a little bit. Twenty eighteen was. Jerron Christian, remember the offensive tackle? Yep, the bus. <laughs> yeah. Then you uh, get into the give St. Juice. And then 19 was yeah. Terry McLaurin. Yeah. 2020 was uh, Antonio Gibson. We'll talk about him later. And Warren was St. Juice. And last year was B Rob. So didn't they have two third rounders 
Um, not in 2020. Gibby's not Gibby's year. Yeah, two fourth rounders in Gibby's year. Oh, maybe that's yeah, two third rounders, and yeah, it was St. Juice and Deami Deami Brown. Yeah, Deami, that's what I was mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah, yeah. so, so then, yeah, I mean, third rounders, man. Yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. So if we traded Chase and got a third rounder, those are the, the kind of players we go after, I guess. Go go look at the Washington second rounders in the last few years. Right. That yeah, those those are awful. Those up. are awful. But we're can't, we're not going to quite get that on the value of Chase but Young Chase. here. Uh, Gus Bus saying the only way Young is a commander in 2024 is if he is a defensive player of the year oh, wow. or Super Bowl MVP. I think Ooh. that's a little harsh. I think that he does yeah. need to prove mm-hmm. quite a bit here. And whether or not they give him the fifth-year option is still on the table. And I think that's kind of where you know Washington, as far as getting the value back, one, they would need to give him the fifth-year option to get anything of value. Mm-hmm. Uh, you brought up the the, the Raquan Smith trade. It, it is interesting to note, you know, as Chubb is listed as a linebacker, really he's a pass rusher, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those are valued much higher than a, a traditional than linebacker, which, yeah. which okay. is what Smith is. Uh, Smith his career high for for a season is five sacks that he got in his rookie year. So he's not really, even though he is a pro bowler, he is uh, often on the, uh, one of the first teams. And it looks like he, he did in fact get the um, uh, AP or all pro first uh, all pro team. Yeah. The last, was, uh, like three years. Yeah. Very good. Um, so, so like he's a very good linebacker, but he's a linebacker which isn't valued a linebacker who doesn't get after the quarterback, which is not as valuable as someone who goes after the quarterback. Chase young is in that position to go after. Now he's only got, you know, he's got less than double digit sacks in his, in his entire career, um, which is not necessarily what you would like, but I mean, uh, he's also only played 26 games. Yeah. So with that being said, when we said he has to prove, that he belongs on the team and like seven second pick overall. What does he have to do this year to do that? Since his career sack rate or whatever is less than double digits, what would be a suffice proof that he belongs here for the for the long run? Like I say, you sacks? I say they've got he's got to get at least at least twelve sacks coming off of a major 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 major. No, knee he's he's too injury, far removed yeah, from, too far from removed that at this from point. That. He's he's got three games under his saying, belt and know, you know year plus of recovery. Sacks. So I do think that he needs a strong year. I'm not going to give a number for uh, Ooh, for a sack minimum. total, uh, but what I will say is that he needs to be a game changer. There needs to be two or three games where he. Has changed. He has impacted the game. Gotcha. That's what I want to see from him this year. I I need to see the player that we drafted at mm-hmm. two overall as a generational talent mm-hmm. to impact the game. Two like two to three games making an impact. If if yeah. he ends up with eight sacks on the year, but there was two or three games that he single handedly won. Uh, yeah. Do you guys remember when he picked up the ball and took it in for rookie, right? Like yeah. he, there was a couple of games where he just in his rookie year he just straight took over. I want yeah. that chase back. Okay, and if okay. He, if that chase comes back, I think that you seriously look at again signing him, or maybe that's where you do the if if you didn't hand him the fifth year option, that's where you kind of sit there and and well, uh, have let to me say this, Nathan. 
I'm not I'm not challenging you. However, I am questioning the info that you're providing. Okay. Because I don't think I, I think you need those numbers. I Why? think you have to have those numbers. Why because though? at the end of the year, when you start negotiating, that's what you look at. Sure. You look at the numbers that they put down. They don't say, remember when he was all over the field in that game? And and I'm gonna look down and I'm gonna say all over the field. What how is that? How does that translate into why I should pay him or not pay him? I need to see numbers. And he's got to have numbers. And I think um, who is it that just put up? Hawk TV says it just right here. Kerrigan and Rockpo, we ran them out of town when they were getting 10 to 12 sacks sure. a year. Ran them out of town. Not Kerrigan. We didn't. Yeah. But Ker- we Kerrigan, said Kerrigan's we just called Kerrigan's average, average, average. Really? We ran a Rackpo out of town with his 10 to 12 sacks every year. We said, and, and Kerrigan, enough. by the way, had several years of double digit sacks. So yeah, like, absolutely. Like and the problem was is, him as a good yeah. player. Well, yeah, That's he had it. 95 and a half sacks in his career. All of those coming with Washington. Cause he finished with zero sacks in Philadelphia. Um, but a lot of, I, I just remember, and I would, I would venture to kind of want to break into this. How many of those games did he get two plus sacks hmm. uh, compare? Because he seemed to always get them in bunches, right? Like there was the one game he had like three or four sacks. <laughs> right. And so it was just, it was just kind of that kind of player for him. And I, I love Ryan Kerrigan. I uh, think that he's great. Love that he's with the team right now. But you're right. We don't need somebody who is the motor guy. We need somebody who is. We need Chase Young to be what Micah Parsons is for the Dallas defense. As much as I don't want to praise them, uh, Bosa's, Bosa, Watts. Yeah, he has to be that. He's a second overall pick. He's a generational talent. He had 28 sacks in his last two years at Ohio State. That's who we need here in Washington. Yeah, that's who he's supposed to be. And if he does that next year, if he comes out and he has. 14 sacks, 15 sacks Ooh. next year. Give him all that money that he's going to... Yeah, th- then this $25, 25 million that uh, Gus was talking about is probably the bottom yeah. of, uh, of the, the thing there. And, and that's fine. And I think that's what Gus Bus asking. If if that chase comes back, he'll want at least $25 million APY. Are you willing to offer that? If that chase young comes back, the game changer and double-digit sacks, are you willing to pay him Top five, yeah, defensive end money. Yeah, of course. If he's yes, performing that way, then yes, I am. These are game. These that's a game changing position. Yeah, quarterback, uh, defensive end, or you know, uh, edge rusher, left tackle. Yeah. If you've got one of the best in the league, whatever it takes, you pay them. Even Those with the three, positions. even with the money being given already to Jonathan Allen, Deron yeah. Payne, you uh, keep yeah. investing. Oh in yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a 100%. no-brainer. I'm agreeing with you. I just I just needed to ask, right? I needed to ask that. Uh that's that's interesting. Um so all right, well I, this is where we value, it. you know, you said uh Trav third Stoner, you don't even think he's getting a fifth back. No, right? I, I think I think you could get a fourth, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't do that. I would just wait and then and then get your compensatory third rounder for him. Yeah, if yeah. he if he walks, I, I think his value is I think his values, you know, like you said, at, at like a fourth, maybe a fifth uh, sweat. A lot oh, of people God. are mentioning sweat in the chat. Sweat would probably garner you a little bit more. 
even if he hasn't had you know quite the level of variety uh, as Chase Young or some of these other ones. But uh, we're not going to be talking about Montez Sweat here when we come back for the game. We're going to be grading the 2020 draft. That includes mm-hmm. Chase Young and mm-hmm, his two mm-hmm. kind of injury-riddled seasons. What grade would you give some of those players in 2020 we're interested in hearing it. Make sure you get in that comment section, like, and subscribe as well. And when we come back here for the game, it's grading the 2020 draft. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.